at Mingle Zone Network Radio. Uh, seems to me that uh, Block Talk is having some issues as far as uh, some technical music issues and just getting the show back on. So we're going to have our guests back on, and while we wait for them to call in, we'll play a little bit of music. We're going to play some Cool in the Gang music while we have uh, Cliff call us back in. Hello, James, is that you? Hello, Ravinda. How you doing? I'm doing good. We're having some technical issues with Blog Talk Radio. This is, seems to be one of the busiest nights that they have had uh, out in a long time. But we are still mm-hmm. on live, and okay. while we're trying to get the music on, uh, I'm going to have uh, you give us some more information about the uh, Latin Meat Jazz. Uh, project that you have going on. So do you want to share some information while we wait on Clifford to call us back in? Certainly. Um, Latin meets jazz. It's the best of both worlds. It's um, it's a Latin dance concert, and it's we're running a series. It starts April 23rd, and... It's going to run eight consecutive weeks. Now, we have a very high-energy, high-spirited Latin ensemble by the name of Chamba Son, which features master percussionist Pablo Batista, uh, Jimmy Lopez on keyboards, Tony Perez on bass, Stan Slaughter on trumpet, Bill Murray on saxophones, Francois Zayas on drums and um, very ultra-talented musicians, probably the best in in the area, in the the Latin genre, and who will feature the best jazz musicians uh, in the area and actually throughout the world on on this series. And we're very fortunate to open the series with world-renowned trombone player Clifford Adams, who you have as a guest today, and um, we also have John Blake, world-renowned jazz violinist. We have Mr. Bootsy Barnes and Miss Monette Sudler. We have Robert Landham, fascinating alto player, and um, a tenor player by the name of Greg Raleigh. Some people may not be familiar with him, but he's from L.A., and he's done a lot of high-end profile gigs, such as the Quincy Jones Orchestra and the Ray Charles Orchestra. So we have a very uh, intense lineup of jazz guest artists coming in on our series. 
um, the Clef Club is located right on the Avenue of the Arts. It's uh, 738 South Broad Street, right on the corner of Broad and Fitzwater. And um, it's a good time, and we want everybody to come out. So um, tell me, you know, what it was that made you want to just create this, this huge project because, I mean, it's, it's a huge thing. And how? tell me how also you were able to, to gather all these great artists together in one place. Well, as you know, I am a musician myself, and um, I love jazz music. And I love Latin music also, and I came up playing uh, both styles, and I still study both styles. It's a lifelong study, and um, I just had a real appreciation for for both musics. And um, some of my favorite uh, jazz is the jazz of Dizzy Gillespie, and um, he was very revolutionary and and experimenting with the uh, the Afro-Cuban rhythms and led the whole Latin thing, and I develop a personal love for 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 that thing. And um, you know, uh, once I uh, started getting involved and in working in the Clef Club, I was very anxious to um, to try a series like this down there. It's a great facility and it's perfectly designed for um, this type of an event. So I was very anxious about trying to do this, and um, you know, we made it uh, in conjunction with uh, the managing director and the president Don Gardner and Mr. Shuna Maya. We were able to make some things happen, and um, April twenty third is our debut. April twenty third is the debut, and um, we want everyone to come out, be ready to dance, be ready to hear some music on a very high level, and. And to have a lot of fun because it's definitely going to be fun, and um, I'm very excited about it and, and can't wait. You know, and also I would like to, um, for anyone listening, they can check, uh, uh, they can check us out on the on the on the website. Or matter of fact, we have a MySpace page, and it's MySpace.com/slash/LatinMeetsJazz. And you can find out all that you need to know about the series, about the artists, our guest artists, and um, everything that you would need to know about the series is on that particular page. So it's myspace.com backslash Latin meets jazz. So look at, very excited about it, looking forward to it. Can't wait to next Thursday, actually. Yeah, we're going to uh, be advertising for you guys a lot too. Uh, I've already posted a lot of uh, information on the on the uh, on the project to a lot of the Philadelphia Jazz Network type mm. uh, uh, Much social network. And, Much appreciated. Uh, Much Oh, no problem. No problem. And uh, we know some people can't make it. So for those who can't make it, what we had planned on doing was. Uh, uh, trying to record some of the show or just have you record it for us somehow. Okay. And, um, you know, we can get that put into, like, an MP3 format. We can right. actually uh, right. broadcast that for the people who couldn't make it uh, on the show the following day since, you know, Friday right. is one of our free-for-all days. Uh, it's a lot of people that listen in on Blog Talk Radio on Fridays. So, mm-hmm. you know, that would be something that would even – bring more people to your next show. And I always thought that something like that should be shared on a national level, so who knows what could happen once everybody really gets the gist of this whole project. Right, right. I think you're right about that. And um, uh, just to have you know, we are filming this entire event, and we plan to do a documentary on just the making of it, how it came together, and the process of making it happen, and you know, uh, fan reaction, uh, commentary from all of the musicians, and you know, the whole thing. And we have been already started that process. We've been filming um, some things, and some things you'll be able to see now on uh, our MySpace page. 
which is uh, Latin Meets Jazz, myspace.com slash Latin Meets Jazz. So we definitely want everybody to come out. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be really, really, really fun. And the music is going to be on a high, a very high level. We're honored to have Clifford Adams and John Blake and Monette Sutler, Bootsy Barnes. I mean, these these artists are. I mean, they've been the best for a long time, for for many years, and um, well respected not only in this city but throughout the the country and and actually the world. You know, so we're very honored to have them, and you know, we're looking forward to doing this and. I think it's going to be very interesting. We have we're writing a um, a lot of new music specifically for this project, and um, the, the the musicians that will be executing are, I mean, high level, high level. So I, the music will be on a high level, but at the same time, it will it'll be a lot of fun, very danceable, and a lot of fun. So, do you dance uh, that salsa? Sounds, that sounds like something that uh, a lot of people will be uh, interested in. So now you have you have salsa lessons. I hear um, who who are the who are the people who are going to be giving those lessons? Well, we have a, a brother named uh, by the name of Hector Serrano, and he has a group called Grupo Fuego Fire. So they're hot, and I've seen them. I've, uh, played many Latin gigs, in which they were a part of, and their uh, their act is very high level and very a sight to see. An extreme pleasure, very beautiful, beautiful dancers and, and, and beautiful dances, choreographies that they do. So excited! I'm very excited about it. So do we you have, dance, we have, uh, Ravinda, you keep avoiding the question, do you dance salsa? Oh, <laughs> I love the salsa. I can do it. Okay. I, I try. Well, I, I have my own style. Right. <laughs> I have my own style. You know, I just follow the rhythm and let my body do whatever I want to do. And, and um, I think that's all that's, I think that's uh, all that's needed. That's all that's needed. So we want all your listeners and your fans just to come out to to watch you dance salsa. (laughs) Well, I'm going to have an assistant with me, so I'll make sure they record that part. Okay. (laughs) Now, you're going to have some Latin food as well, right? So, you know, a lot of people want to know about that. Right. Well, the Clef Club has a, um, a very... A very beautiful lounge area with a fantastic bar, and we'll I think we'll be going buffet style, and we'll have like Spanish, a lot of Spanish dishes, and um, along with um, you know American dishes also. So, but I think we're going to be in, in buffet style. The food will definitely be delicious, and um, everything is everything is. Just Everything is everything. Everything is going to be really <laughs> very exciting, very exciting, you know. So we've been pushing this thing very hard, trying to get the word out to let everyone know that it's going on. And um, we appreciate this opportunity for you taking the time to let us advertise it and um, tell, the, tell the world about it, you know. Oh, no doubt. Hey, James. Hey, Cliff. Clipper, hey. you're there. Yeah, I've been here. I'm just listening. Yeah. Okay. I, w- I heard, w- was listening to, to your show earlier, and uh, Ravinda asked you how did it really come about. And um, I do want to say that uh, me and Pablo and uh, Jimmy Lopez and Tony Perez, we all sat down and talked about who the uh, – the, the jazz artists that, that we will pursue. And uh, we came up with this whole big list of, of, of jazz artists. And um, you were in the top five, my brother. You were one of the first names that came up. So wow. we were all, it was, just, it was just, you know, 
it was just, I mean, it was like, well, we need, you know, we need Boosie, you know, John Blake, you know, and Clifford Adams and John Swanner and all of these, you know, but that's how it came about. We just, you know, we sat down at a table and we came up with a list of jazz artists that would definitely complement what we were trying to do and, um, and not just, I mean, really bring something to it. And um, I, we have some hot, I was telling Ravinda that we're writing a lot of new music um, that we're going to, you know, that we're preparing specifically for this event. And, um, you're unveiling it, huh? <laughs> exactly, exactly, man. So I, th- I think you'll definitely be digging it. And with the fact that you're coming, we're taking it very seriously, and um, we're going to have something for you. You know, I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope I'm ready. <laughs> I'm about to make sure I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no doubt, no doubt. And also for like our younger, younger listen, listeners, I don't know if everybody really understands the fact when you say cool in the gang, but like the beginning of cool in the gang, maybe even before like the wild and peaceful album. I mean, it was like so heavily jazz influenced and so jazz based. I don't really, I don't think a lot of our younger listeners like really know um, that that was the case, and it would be a real treat, especially for our young musicians and our young students, to come up and get a lot of the uh, the older Cool in the Gang stuff to, to hear. Because I mean, the, the arrangements and just the vibe and the, and and some of the things that you um, that you know, the group did was just amazing. It was like a different incarnation. You know, the the right. funk, the funk right. period. That's the uniqueness of the group because it was mm-hmm. it was a jazz funk influence mm-hmm. in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Then in the eighties, it was more pop oriented, mm-hmm. but still with those roots. You know, still mm-hmm. embedded. But mm-hmm. the but strictly in this in the seventies, it was. What 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 is what's called smooth jazz or urban jazz or, I mean, uh, what we called it at the time was instrumental. We were doing an instrumental, you know. Now right. they put more of a label to it, but um, but that's what was going on. I mean, that's the those are the beginnings of a, I guess you could call smooth jazz, you know. Right, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. What my other last question, and then I'm going to let Ravinda have you for for the evening, but um. Is is that you in a solo on Joanna? That is. Well, how did, I mean, that's a trade. It's like a signature trademark solo. You well, know, let me and tell you a little bit about that. So that that solo was done around three thirty in the morning. Okay. Uh, you know they had, you know because Theodata was producing it and you know okay. it was very methodical. So you know mm-hmm. you get all the parts down, you know the guitar and you know the different things that mm-hmm. have to be overdubbed. Mm-hmm. And you know they were deciding well what kind of horn solo, and I said, hey, well, let's give let's give a trombone, as, you know, we got tenor and trumpet and everything. Mm-hmm. Let's give the trombone, mm-hmm. you know, a little something, and uh, and we did it. And actually, it was the whole it was an eight bar solo. Okay. And what they did was took part of the melodic line and put okay. vocals to it. You know, like I, I said, we do that. I said, but instead of they having the horn, they had okay. people singing, ooh, Joanna. And then I played the rest of them. They just took that out and then okay. the rest of my solo. So it was pretty much, you know, kind of a the whole melody of mm-hmm. what I was my solo. And then they just cut it up mm-hmm. into a vocal section and a, and, to, and a trombone solo section. So mm-hmm. that's how it mm-hmm. came about. And, and actually the title of the song, uh, we were, you know, saying, you know, we need a title like a, you know, three syllable type, okay. like Rosanna or something. I said, well, what, what, what about Joanna? Mm-hmm. And then, and then it never changed. You know, they were going to get something else, and that's just how it stayed. So it kind of came mm-hmm. about like that, you know. And that was definitely a crossover hit because that was just, I mean, that was a, a mega hit that was played R and B stations. Uh, Pop stations, jazz stations, rock stations, country stations. I mean, I remember like being on the road and just hearing it like everywhere. Well, you, you, know, er- you know, everywhere, man. You know, something hit me 
you know, I, I have a I have a plaque. I mean, like a you know, plaque upstairs. Uh huh. The most played song in 1984. Yeah. Of, of any song, you know. Yeah. In America. Yeah. And I thought about it. I mean, maybe a year ago, and I said, "Wow, that's amazing." My trombone solo was heard more than that's any what other I was trying to get instru- any what... other instrumentalist in in the country. You know that particular year, and it, you know it was kind of it was a little you know kind of awesome. You know, uh-huh. uh, you know, it's kind of, I was kind of honored. You know, to to think about it like that. You know, but I never really thought about it. It's like somebody. You know, I have like you know platinum and gold out. You know, for years I never even took them out of the box. You know? Right, 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 but I don't, right. You know, I don't try not to trip on, on mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But it, but it was mm-hmm. kind of a, an interesting and an awesome mm-hmm. thing to think about. You know, mm-hmm. especially you know being a, a you know tra- instrumentalist. You know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I often I like to ask. I've met a few artists. I, I think I talked to um, Michael Pedersen last uh, about about a month ago when we were talking about the solo that he did on uh, Young Americans, David Bowie. Okay. It was another kind of trademark solo, but not like, like Joanna, because that was, I mean, it was, it was just a monster, monster, monster hit, man. And it had the video to go with it in the diner. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, no, and, and I mean, you know, that, that goes way back, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and the feel, it was a certain feeling around that time, uh, Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, each year we were getting like American Music Awards. You know, it just seemed like it would never stop, and then all of a sudden, click, and that right. was it. And then it was somebody else's turn. You know. Yeah. But that's that's yeah. how the music business is. You know, you get your turn, and then it's somebody else's turn. And right. uh, you know, where you might think this stuff's going to last forever, it, it doesn't. You know. And uh, so you have to grab it while you while you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Ravinda. Yes, I'm Are just enjoying. I feel like I'm. Well, I feel like I'm watching you on stage. Hey, look. <laughs> let know? me give you. Let Let me give you your show back because you're doing a wonderful <laughs> job, and I really appreciate. I really appreciate you bringing the musicians, um, giving the musicians exposure, and just you know doing what you do. Keep doing what you do, and um, Cliff, it's a pleasure and an honor. And um, I can't wait for next Thursday, man, to hear you on this Latin uh, jazz thing, man. I appreciate the uh, the invitation, and uh, and you're doing some great things. I mean, and that that's just perpetuating, you know, perpetuating the music, you know, in this art form, you know. So right, you know, right. bravo to that, you know. Cool. Well, we need we more of that kind of stuff, you know, in the world. Yeah, you know, well, try to no, help. We know, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> James, I have, thank you so yeah. much for um, popping in and giving us some more information. And I'm no going to have you back Very in cool. with a couple more um, special guests that are going to be participating also in uh, the series. So I look Very forward cool. to that. You know, Very cool. So I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much. And I'm I'm going to listen in now. Thank you. Okay. Right. Now, um, Clifford. I mm-hmm. do want to apologize. We are having a lot of technical issues with the radio tonight. I think there's a storm somewhere in their their uh, major major headquarters or something. I've, I, they sent me a little message, so you know if if the music doesn't pop in, you know we can always put it back on. And keep in mind, this show is always downloadable, and we can edit it and do another show at another time, you know, whatever we will to do. But we still appreciate having you here with us, you know, um, just like giving us a lot of information about the history. You know, it's it's something that is very important for a lot of new artists to know what, you know, you went through because they probably think, you know, this is the only time that they're going to experience these type of things. And, you know, when guys like you are still in the business and still – you know, carry on with your staying power, it makes them feel more positive that they continue doing that. However, you know, I think having you guys, you know, showing your classic style will help them learn more, you know, better attitudes about music. Um, is there anybody out there, you know, any of the artists of, of today, that those young dudes the, that you admire or you think, you know, might be headed in the right direction? 
yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, my son, you know, I have, you know, teenage sons, so I kind of listen to, you know, stuff that's going on. I mean, like I say, I, I kind of like the, the, the neo soul, you know, the Kims and the, the Maxwells, and you know, the, uh, and, you know, Jill Scott. I mean, I, in fact, I was just, uh, I was really. Uh, ple- presently, uh, pleasantly surprised at seeing this uh, number one lady detective. <clears throat> this uh, series on HBO that you know she's been blessed to have and and uh, doing an acting job. You know she's doing she's a good little actor. You know, oh, so I mean, it's you know, she's expanded. Yeah, she's expanded. You know, in, into acting. So I mean, you know, um, Erica Badu and you know, all that stuff. I mean, that's the stuff I enjoy. You know, because uh, it's something that you can play on. You can really improvise, and uh, that's one of my strong points. You know, that's my forte, is improvisation. So those those particular artists that are that are in that that particular genre is, you know, that's that's a, I like those those artists. You know, uh, you know. And you said you have a teenage son. Does Two. he get into a lot of rap? He does, but I mean, they, these guys are very eclectic. I mean, he'll listen to some Mozart. I mean, he'll listen to um, Miles Davis. Uh, he'll listen to Aretha. You know, they'll listen to Otis Redding. I mean, you know, they're not, you know, just pigeonholed in one, you know, one dimensional. They pretty have a wide eclectic taste of, of music. Both of my sons, you know, they appreciate it. I mean, you know, they listen more, more so rap than anything else but still you know that's not the whole pie you know it's just a little you know it's a piece you know so I'm you know and that's just through exposure and what I do is I do a, a uh, jazz awareness series I I've gone to their schools and performed and in Trenton you know to the various schools in Trenton that I you know because I grew up there and I'll, I'll go in the high school go to the high school and some of the um, middle schools and, and perform and try to make the you know the kids aware of the music and and the etiquette of the music and what's going on how how the music is is actually formatted you know what's going on with the music what's the drummer doing what's the bass doing what is what's their function you know and just so that they have a little understanding of what kind of process is going on and uh, I think you know and then actually seeing someone perform a live performance brings another dimension to it. You know, they're seeing some... You know, because in, in, in jazz, you can't hide. You know, whatever you are, whatever your spirit is, it comes out. You know, so it's a whole theatrical thing. So actually seeing someone perform in jazz, you know, it really helps the kids to, to have a closer connection to it. So, um, you know, that's what I'm involved with, you know, when I, you know, I have time. And uh, I think that's an important thing for them to understand and, and, you know, see what the development of the music is and, and to have appreciation for the music, which is the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, that is most definitely very important. So, you know, uh, my question, and I like to ask this of all, you know, classic artists, you know, do you really think that the school system is giving our children of this generation enough you know, background information, enough teaching, you know, to keep that type of music going on and on? Because it seems like no matter what concerts are going on in schools, in high schools, I still see kids going into, you know, music straight off of a CD, straight out of a studio. Do you think that these schools are doing enough? No. I mean, mean, that's the first program that gets cut. The music... Then sports, you know. So, I mean, you know, I, I live more in the suburbs. I mean, they have my my son was playing in fourth grade, you know, an instrument. Everybody, you know, a lot of the kids in school played instruments. They sang. They don't have those kind of programs going on in in, in the inner city. I mean, my cousin is the band director at Trenton High, and he has kids that don't even start playing until they get to ninth grade. They're like way far behind unless they've taken private instruction. Forget it. I mean, they, you know, they'll they can become adequate, or if they're really geniuses, they can they can catch up. But I mean, it, it's no feeder programs 
like they have in, in the suburbs. I mean, you know, the kids suffer musically and artistically in, in the inner city. And that's a major problem, you know, and it, and it's getting worse. I mean, you know, budgets are being cut more and more daily, you know. So, unfortunately, you know, the actual performance of an actual musical instrument I mean, some kids, I mean, they they see that trombone, you know, and I go, and they they don't even know what it is, you know. So, uh, no, it's, it's very lacking, you know. And, and uh, I, I came back from my high school, I mean, I went to my junior high school 10 years after I had, you know, graduated. And there was no band. And I went in and I said, where's the band? And that was in the 80s and uh, no band, so... No, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a travesty, you know, because all those talented kids. I mean, I I did I did a program at one of the junior the uh, middle schools, and I started the kids off in January. It was a jazz, um, a youth jazz ensemble, and these kids were playing Duke Ellington by June. I mean, that's how talented they were. I mean, they caught up that fast, you know. That's, that's how extraordinary these kids were. They, these kids acted, they could sing, they 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 learned how to play music, baritone, horns, tenor saxophone, and they actually learned. And were actually, I've worked with the music teacher at the school, and they actually did a performance in that short amount of time. And I said, just think if they had a head the head start as some of these other kids, they would be light years away. You know, so no, it's, it's a definite problem, it's, it's, and it's a travesty for sure. I agree with you there. I mean, uh, I see how hard it is, and I can't understand how, you know, our government is not providing enough for the creative arts that our children could have, instead of, you know, the things that they do now to occupy their time. And um, I would think that, you know, between education and and learning culture. You know, those would be the most important things that they want to do I for our be children. Top priority. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping that the new administration is working on it. I know they are headed in the right direction when it comes to education, you know, making sure children are, um, you know, insured for health um, benefits. And, and that's a good thing because, of course, your life needs to be improved with your health before anything else. And of course, you need knowledge to move on and to get, you know, your your education for things that will help you be more productive. But, you know, do you, what what do you think that you know we could do as a community and the artists as a, a a group or a community to get them, you know, to have that message that we really need this? Well, I you know um, I happen to come you're familiar with some more of the uh, the uh, comedian. You know, we happen to come, I know her father, you know, she comes from Trenton, New Jersey. And she is, uh, I know she was talking about getting a building for performing arts. She was trying to, you know, buy a building. And, you know, so, I mean, it, it starts with people, you know, investing. You know, I mean, I, I need to do more, you know. Uh, it's just, I, I just, it's just a matter of trying to get some, some outlets for these kids to learn how to play. I mean, obviously, they okay, they can't do it in the school. It has to be done somewhere else. You know, I mean, I, that's the only way I, you know, like, it, it would it wouldn't have made a, I mean, wouldn't that ever happen? You know, when my parents, when I was growing up and they're paying their taxes, their tax dollars went to sports, music, you know, art, culture, they didn't allow. They didn't. They weren't having it. They weren't hearing it. They we're going to have a band. You know, we're going to have a band direct. This is where my tax dollars are going. You know, it's just a different generation. It's you know different things are going on. But you know, somebody has to try to take a stand. You know, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just as guilty as anybody. I should be doing more. So um, that's what has to be done. I mean, we have to uh, have to do like you say. The communities have to invest in in their kids you know uh you know I, I'm, I'm right there with them i need to be going into trenton and, and putting more time you know because that's the only way it's going to happen if we don't do it it won't happen you know and, i mean it's like you say the new administration seems to be moving in that direction of, of trying to kind of upgrade some of these things and put a focus on it so hopefully it's moving in that direction but 
you know, just like uh, President Obama said, you know, we all have to work together. You know, it's not, uh, they can't, it's just not all in the government. It's just, you know, everybody has to work together, you know, it has to be a, you know, a concerted effort with everybody, you know, so. That's how that's going to have to go for it for any, to get to move in any direction, just you know, just even a little bit, you know. But uh, like you say, kids are just playing CDs and they're making music and and they're clever and they're creative. But still, mm-hmm. that's not playing an instrument. That's not studying and and learning an instrument. And at some point, you know, the sampling and mixing and all that is going to you know be moved over by actual performing again and. You know, where will that leave, you know, some of our kids, you know, they'll be left behind, you know, so. I I definitely agree with that. And Martin, I I thought about, you know, some, some options that I think may or it may help. Of course, it would take a lot of work. And uh, what I believe is a lot of kids of all those impressionable ages are, are online. They're all on the computer. They're on Facebook. They're on MySpace. They're everywhere. Right. Since not a lot are in the television unless it's in watching videos or, you know, cartoons or, you know, playing video games on the TV, I would think that it would be a, a great idea to go through that route to reach out to those kids mm-hmm. to give them the desire. Gotcha. And I had thought of putting a program on online because now that we are entering into a world of high technology um, and it's becoming so hard to actually put movies in the theater that would be perfect for this but nobody's you know wanting to to, to put it in there because it's not going to make a lot of money for those uh, theaters or those directors mm-hmm. but my idea was to actually put a show together that can be featured online just like you know regular TV programming and um, just feature a lot of the classic, you know, um, music artists from going all the way back and then just coming all the way forward. So each time you, you see somebody, you reflect what they do with, you know, that instrument and the history of that instrument, the sound of that instrument, you know, and and how it connects to what people are using today, you know, with mm-hmm. the keyboard. Like we need to know the history of those instruments again, for most of these children, because all they know is what they hear when they hit the the key on the keyboard. Right. So, you know, that was an idea I had to put, you know, something together that would be featured online, uh, because all you have to do is some creative advertising that I'm I'm pretty good at, and it'll actually attract people on MySpace and Facebook and Twitter and and all those bookmarking sites. It's a ton of those sites, and I think that would really help get it started. Well, I, I think this sounds like an excellent idea, and uh, like you say, the, you know, the kids—that's what they're attracted to. So that's the best way to hook them. You know, uh, the radio—you know—is not going to hook them. They're on—they're on the computer. So uh, I hope you can develop that that program. It sounds like a great idea. Well, thank you, because I, I think that if, you know we need to all work together as a community to to save our our kids from you know just falling into the cracks. And because I I see that the future generation could possibly be stuck in a trap that you know brought on by the, the things that we're going through right now with this financial crisis. It, a lot of kids are going to be lacking in a lot of of things oh, that they could you know they could have had had these these corporate nutcases not done things that they've done and taken away the children's futures. You know, I mean, they're messing with the education. Parents have to put aside educational funds for bills and and things like that, you know, and then these guys are like just ruining the economy it's continuously. Even oh, if yeah. they have, you know, Obama saying no more, they're, they're just not paying him any mind because right. he he's not in their pocket. He's not in their paperwork. You know, um, to see what's going um, on. Sure. So we got to actually just fight back for the things that we really treasure, you know. Right. And like you say, I mean, I mean, if you, you know, culture is, 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 is a high priority. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, it comes from, you know, the divine. You know, it's, it's, it's a spiritual thing. I mean, not, not only is it cultural and artistic, but the actual creativity comes from the creator. 
So, you know, if if you're not plugged into that and, 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 and the kids aren't aware of that in any kind of creative process or any kind of creativity, then, then they're at a loss, you know, for for art and culture. They'll, they'll be at a loss as being an enriched and well-rounded people, you know, because we all came up, you know, I, I know I did come up with a lot of culture and, and, and art, and art was all around. You know, I mean, you could hear artists, musicians, uh, or you see visual artists. I mean, everything was going on, you know, 60s, 70s. That stuff was like at, at the pinnacle. You know, I mean, all the great jazz artists, visual artists, everything. Dancers, you know, everything was at a high level all the time. And um, it's nothing like that going on now, you know. And... and so that's why any performance, you know, when they get a little spark of that 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 creativity and and, and the creator coming through, an artist, it, it just enhances their whole being, you know, and, and and takes them to another level. It's something they can carry with them, you know, through life. So we definitely, you know, that that program you're speaking of is definitely something that's needed. You know, and people just need to continue coming up with ideas like you coming up with. You know, there's so oh, many yeah. creative people out here, and if, if everybody just pools all their ideas together, you know, then you know, I, I feel you know, there's some things that can start happening on a more positive side. So. And you know, there's so many creative ways of, of you know getting funding for a lot of these different programs, and it. You know, I mean, when when you have the Internet, there's a lot of things on there that you can do to bring in money because people spend money all day long, billions of dollars. I think the Internet is probably making more money than than the movie theaters now and the music industry in some ways because anytime somebody can have a, a business, which is just a website, and, and then they made $400 billion from it, you know, we can find some kind of creative way using the use of technology to create the funding that we can't get from the government, mm-hmm. you know, to do things for our kids. I mean, for music, you know, for art, because I see a, a lot of kids getting, you know, dismayed from being artists now. I mean, my kids are natural artists. It, it comes from, from heredity in my family. My father was an artist. You know, I I have an artistic skill and drawing and uh, just being creative and music, and it's passed on down to my children. And mm-hmm. I think that more parents need to get into realizing what they have naturally passed on to their kids too, you know, and, and just really take it serious. You have an interesting name, Ravinder. My my son's name is Ravi, R-E-V-I. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Ravinder is It's actually a, an Italian name. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yes. It was, uh, this is what I found out. Because my mother got it from one of uh, her friends in uh, high school. She went mm-hmm. to West Catholic Girls High School in Philly. Okay. And uh, her girlfriend's name was Ravenda. And she mm-hmm. loved the name so much she gave it to me. So mm-hmm. for a long time, you know, people said Rebecca, Brenda, everything but Ravenda is easily, you know, pronounced and spelled. So one day I was on the Internet and uh, a woman from Canada emailed me and asked, you know, where I was from and, was you know what were my family members' names, and I found out that there is a, a small, well probably not so small now, but there's like a little area of people in Canada who have this name as a last name. It's a surname for them. Wow. So I asked her, well, where did it come from? And she said it's Italian. There was a migration of people from Italy who were named Ravenna after that river that flows mm. kind of like between Greece and Italy. Right. And they came over here. I don't ask me why they went to Canada, but that's where they went. And for some reason, they just had to take out the one of the ends and put a D in it. Okay. So <laughs> they changed it to Ravenda. So now if you go on um, on any search window and put their name in there, just the, the one name, it'll come up with all kinds of things. Ravenda real estate and this, that, and the other. Wow. So isn't that unusual? I mean, 
<laughs> so I have a you know a really strange name, but hey, it works well, for me strange. now. It's, it's 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 a different name. It's a nice. It's a good name. It's a nice name. You know, and, you I mean, know nobody so else has it. Nobody else what? has it. I'm sure nobody Yes, somebody else does have it. I had actually talked to an operator on the telephone whose name was Ravinda. Well, I mean, the, in, the, in the common sense, you know. You know, growing up, I'm sure you just run into many Ravindas, you know. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. That, that's why it was just making me so unique. <laughs> no, that's, that's nothing wrong Point that's me out. Good, that's a good thing. No, not at all. Yep. So now, um, the with the, the the jazz series, you know, once that's done, you said you're going overseas. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. Tell me about how that experience is with the, you know, internationally, and how how your fame runs all over, you know, the world. How does that feel? Well, it's an interesting thing because you know, when you when you think about it, just say for instance you're in Japan. I mean, they don't know the nuance of what you know, the song is about, you know, they're hearing the words and they kind of, you know, look up the words and know it, but they don't know, you know, the colloquial meaning or, you know, but mm-hmm. it's the music, it's the, it's the energy, it's the light energy that's coming out of the music and the spirit of the music that people like, you know, because they don't understand the content. So that's what they're attracted to is the vibration of the music, you know, what what the music is saying besides the, the lyric because the lyric is not really connecting with them because, you know, they really don't know what all that stuff means. So it's interesting in going in these various countries that, you know, some people barely speak English or hardly or don't speak it at all, but they just enjoy the melody and, and, the, and the energy from the music. And that's what sustained us, you know, all these years. Is, is is that element more so than the actual lyrics and, you know, they're knowing what the song is about. You know, I, I'll tell you one of the greatest thrills I had was being in Nairobi at Uhuru Park and uh, would say for like a half a million people. Wow. And, I mean, and, I mean it, you know, that really sits out in my mind. You know, because, I mean, I've been on the road a long time and, you know, it's, it's you know not a whole lot of things that I'm going to see that you know I haven't passed by, but that particular you know experience was uh, one marked in my uh, consciousness. An- another one because I'm a bad big basketball fan was uh, about five years ago we played the uh, NBA All Star Game. You know, Michael Jordan that was his last time and. You had Kobe and Vince Carter, you know. So it was a mm-hmm. real thrill, you know, being a you know a basketball fan, you know, to uh, you know see all these guys, Shaq and all these people. And we played for about 15 minutes when they all were, you know, being introduced and all the hoopla before the actual game. You know, they were we were doing celebration. You know, they had loot and we just kept playing it. And uh, it was it was it was a, it was a great thrill. So. You know, sometimes people ask me, well, you know, is there anything new, you know, that, you know, that, uh, you know, you experience, you know, that that's, you know, sticks out in your mind, you know, after all these years. And, you know, those are two of the things for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was, those are amazing experiences yeah, to hear yeah. about, too. Um, you probably have a, a huge photo album <laughs> from all those experiences as well. Some, somewhat. I mean, sometimes I take photos, sometimes I don't, you know. Sometimes I retain it within, you know, my uh, the files of my mind, you know. Sometimes I take photos, you know. I was in Brazil um, in the fall, and I, it was the first time for the group, you know, after all these years, you know, and the people really loved the band. And I did take some photos in Rio de Janeiro and things like that. So, in fact, if I go to any city once, you know, or country, I will take photos, you know, and then I'll just file them away, you know, yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Well, I know you had a, 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 a nice drive today, and, um, I'll, you know, you, you gave me the, the pleasure of having you as a guest on the show, you even came back to a second show, and uh, I know you're probably exhausted, um, yeah. so I'm going to 
I'm just going to let you go and okay. just and welcome like, you back again. Yeah, you'll have to come back because you, know, you can listen to you know, some Clifford Adams music, you know. Um, like I say, my my first CD, which is a more classical jazz, you know, acoustic bass and acoustic piano, is called The Master Power. And the uh, and the other album is called I Feel Your Spirit. It's more. It's actually one of the first smooth jazz trombone albums. You know where the trombone's doing the lead. You know like Naji or you know Kenny G or you know some of those uh, artists that you know do that kind of in that genre of music. And uh, I did, I had Cool and the Gang on some tracks, and I had a guy named um, Omar Hakim and. You know, a lot of great artists uh, playing with me on those albums, and uh, so it was a thrill, you know, to do to do you know my own music, and uh, so definitely the next time I come on, you know, I have to share some of that. So we'll speak again, and uh, and I'll share some of those tracks with you. That'd be great. Now I, I did get uh, your email. Uh, unfortunately, the tracks. Um need to be in an MP3 format, so it wouldn't okay. let me upload it. Okay, so well, I'll, I'll get it know. out again, because uh, oh, uh, we had tested it out, and my son had uh, pulled them up and then, you know, played them on another uh, <laughs> email, but, you know, like I say, I'll, uh, like I say, I was doing Russian trying to get it done. So next time, uh, I'll get them uploaded to you uh, in the MP3 format, and get a chance to hear them. That'd be wonderful. Now on Thursday uh, nights, um, we we usually have uh, what we call the wine and cheese mm-hmm. uh, show, where it's just it's strictly jazz, mm-hmm. and it's just something they just you know lay back and, and chill, maybe in a hot tub or you know a nice comfortable sofa with a glass of wine, a couple of snacks. And we just listen to jazz. And, you know, I don't do a lot of talk, and I might just introduce the show. So, right. you know, I invite you to, to be a part of that and let me um, play your music. Well, what I'll do is I'll send both of the albums. And, okay. Uh, and, then I'll, and then you can pick and choose what you like and and use that on that, on that particular show. I appreciate that so much. I can't no tell problem. you how much because... I love quality music, and I think you you have what you know I would consider the best quality out there. Well, thank you very much, and uh, like I say, it's a quality show that you that you have here, you know, and uh, you know, let's hope you continue. And like I say, I like the ideas you're coming up with for the kids, and uh, I hope some of those things come to fruition. Well, I, I definitely could could use the support of some people who know better about it than me, you know, uh, what I'll do is I'm um, going to shoot you an email about the, the project because my partner and I are working on it. Maybe you can, you know, provide us with some input as to, you know, what you think Anytime. in addition to what we put in. And that would be great. That would be so great. Anytime. Wonderful. And definitely um, get shoot that uh, email to Joe so he and I can uh, connect. Oh, yeah, because Joe... Yeah. Joe has got the same wave going on that we have, you know, working with those children and and getting them directed in a better, you know, place when it comes to music, you know, because right now, anytime somebody like, I mean, I I like T-Pain as a person, but he does not sing. He uses an instrument. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I would like to see people be more clever. It's clever. I mean, you know, I mean, he's clever. Mm -hmm. But everybody's doing it now. And I like I like I like some of the things he's doing, you know, T Pain, you know. So I mean, it's just, you know, it, it is. What I guess it is. when you, you, know, when, you, know you don't you, have you, that much, you know, you know who you, you, you know use, you originally used that was um, was Roger from Zap. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, he just continues no. that legacy of of Roger, you know. But, um, you know, like I say, all these guys have their place. You know, mm-hmm. like I say, the main thing is. As long as there's space for everybody, you know, all right. the music, the R and B, the classic soul, everything needs to get its 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 props, and that so that's the main thing. You know, it's not knocking the, the younger artists, it's just everybody having a space to be appreciated, you know, and then then it'll be nice and level and and, and balanced. That's the main thing that needs to happen. Yeah. Absolutely, I think we need more live concerts too. 
Absolutely. you know, um, live concerts with just music, not you know the background of a, a singer, but mm-hmm. just just play some serious jams. You know, like outside mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the summer every time, not you know once a year, not every couple years. You know, I want to see it all the time. We need to just. Smash it in their face. Right, it's like equal time. Like you know, that's the main thing. Everybody gets equal time. You know, the music gets its equal time, just like all the other genres. You know, the uh, the straight, you know, the jazz. You know, uh, because like I say, it's 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 our art form. This is what we've presented to the world. You know, and uh, and it's revered. Like I say, throughout the world. I mean, America's probably appreciates jazz least than any other country, you know, on the planet. And this is where it was created, you know, so definitely, uh, it's definitely room for that. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Adams, for being a guest on my show uh, and enduring the technical issues. As we have our new technology, we do run into a little bit of glitch here and there. (laughs) The main thing is that you're on. And and you're perpetuating the music, you know. That's that's the most important. Everything else, you know, we'll clean it up. And like I said, we'll get to technical things later. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, and I hope you yeah. have a good night and a good night's sleep. <laughs> I will. I will. And uh, same to you. And uh, look forward to coming back on the show. No problem. I'll be in touch with you. Very good. And like I say, definitely call me on that other issue as well. Oh, I will. Um, I'll just shoot you that email a couple days from now, and and you can just give me your your input and tell me what you know what we need to do to you know put that into uh, a possibility. All right, no problem. Anytime. I appreciate it, Mr. Adams. Okay. Very good. Good night. All right, peace. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Clifford Adams from the band Cool and the Gang. It was such a pleasure having him on the show tonight and just sharing so much of himself. I mean, he was dead tired, people, because he just came from uh, a studio a distance away from home, a couple hours driving. You know, he he just still made it and even called back in. And Block Talk Radio, I'm sending you guys an, an email. You're going to have to get your act together because you're messing us up. I'm making an attempt to play a song from Cool in the Gang if uh, this this switchboard is working. And, uh, you know, if even if it doesn't, somewhere down the line we're going to be doing another wine and cheese show. We're going to add Clifford Adams' music to that as well as some more Pablo and a few other wonderful uh, jazz artists so we can all chill. And uh, don't forget, on Saturday night at midnight, we're doing a show called Cocktails. We're going to go way back to the 70s through the 90s and just play all the club music I can find for two hours on Saturday night. For all you folks who don't go out partying at the club, you want to come and check this show out. Uh, and if you can't make it, if you can't, you know, stay up that late, don't forget, Block Talk will allow you to download that show, and you'll be able to, you know, play it back on your iPod or just on your computer, however way you want to do it. So you know, we're just here to, to give you a nice groove. Let me try hard to get this song to play. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I tried. I tried. 
I tried. They are not allowing us to do that. So we're going to just make it uh, a lasting evening for, you know, you guys can go and uh, check out some of our other partners, maybe Sound Off is on tonight, and uh, I know he he does a lot of shows with music on it, and uh, if you guys are cool with that, uh, just make sure you come back to us. We'll be advertising when Clifford comes back on, when uh, Joe comes back on. We're going to be having a, another artist named Boosie Barnes coming on to the show. Manette Sutler will be on the show. Uh, we're going to have the Tramps on, hopefully Friday. Uh, we're also going to be having some of our uh, down south naturally talented uh, rap artists, hip hop artists. We got a lot more music coming your way. And now that I'm, you know, my my new friends in the business are going to bring some of their friends. And uh, my goal is to have a big show with all those guys on here and entertain you all. So love, peace, and happiness. You all have a good night. That is it for Mingle Zone Network Radio. Good night, everybody.